welcome to the LBC Podcast, where we explore Christian theology and practice for the building up of God's family. My name is Chris Moore, the Children's Ministry Director at LBC. And my name is John Harold. I'm the Worship Director at LBC. That's awesome, John. It is awesome. Yeah. And we also have a very special guest with us today. I am stoked to have both John and his bride, Kristen, with us today. <laughs> so, Kristen, thank you for joining us in our exquisite under construction podcast studio. Thank you for having me. I actually think this place is pretty rad. This is more than I anticipated. It's a cool room. It feels like I'm in a 1990s style youth room. Yes. With some of the hand-me-down equipment. <laughs> this is way upgraded equipment. I, I, Are you it's true. Me? The equipment's good. The brick wall is really nice. I wish I wish our listeners could see the brick wall because it is phenomenal. And I mean that in, in a complimentary way. I was going to say, it sounded kind of like a jab. I want to hang out here. I did too. Well, I guess we, we did grow up in the 90s. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did. I'll take that and as it's a compliment. Back. It is back. It's true. Hardcore. The 90s are back right now. Yeah. yeah. So you are so on trend. Awesome. So that was a good intro, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so fun facts for those of you that are listening. The two of you, I believe, met in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. It's also rare. Um, so tell me a little bit about that experience. I am terrible at math. Terrible at math? Yeah. So I got held back, of course, in uh, algebra. And so as a junior, I was going and taking algebra again. And uh, that's where I met this cute little sophomore who... Um, was brand new to the school. Was brand new to the school. She came from our rival school. We mm-hmm. both came from Christian high schools. And, uh, and I was a bitter she Betty. She did not want anything to do with me at all. But or she had school. really great band stickers on her uh, binder. So I knew she was a really cool girl that I wanted to get to know. <laughs> yeah. I was not happy to be at this school. It was another move I had to make. And so I had this bitter Betty face. Didn't want to make friends. Didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. But Just I, wanted to be... I, Gradually, over four years, wore her down. Yeah. Wore me down. I tell people, though, we were not high school sweethearts. We were high school hot messes, for sure. So, lots of ups and downs. That's for another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. It took took her a long time to realize how awesome I really am. Mm. That's right. Mm. So, (laughs) did John have the beard in high school? No, but... (laughs) He worked the facial hair as best he could. There was a good goatee going at one point. There was, in fact, a bl- uh, like a black and white engagement photo that I posted on Instagram recently. And someone said, who's the Latino you're with? <laughs> that was before we went with the frosted tips. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the 90s. It was. It was. Yep. No beard, but he was he was doing his best. Yeah, it worked. Good. Well, I'm glad that God turned that hot mess yes. into a married couple. <laughs> yes. That's a blessing to me and the church and mm. our family. Thank so, you. Yeah. We're just mature hot messes. We're now. still yeah, a so. hot mess, but we're here. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Praise God. <laughs> so for today's discussion, I first cannot believe that we are at the point of the year where we are discussing Christmas. Mm. But here we are. We're talking about Christmas. I must be getting old because the years seem to be going faster. You guys probably would echo that. Uh So today we're going to discuss Advent and the importance for us as the body of Christ to celebrate and take the time to remember what Christ has done for us and the amazing miracle that it is that Jesus came down to us Mm -hmm. to do something only he could do 
uh, to redeem us. So today, yeah, we're going to focus on Advent because that's the season we're rolling into. That's right. And so to kick us off, um, what is Advent, John? Yeah, Advent, especially for people who might not have been raised in a high church setting or a really liturgical style church or traditional church, Advent might be kind of a foreign word. Um, doesn't get thrown around a lot in uh, Protestant circles, but we as a church use that word a lot. It's the Advent season. Um, in short, Advent means coming. So uh, when we talk about the Advent, we're talking about Jesus coming. It's become synonymous with Christmas because Jesus came to us. <laughs> we celebrate his coming to us at Christmas. And so that's that's why we use the word Advent as a way to celebrate Christmas. Um, we refer, you, you, you can, it's perfectly appropriate to refer to Jesus' second coming, which is yet to come, as his second Advent. The first Advent was Christmas. His second Advent is yet to come because he's coming again. Um, so that's essentially what Advent means. It just means coming. It means Jesus is coming. Um, and so the Advent season is a time for us to kind of hit pause in our lives. This, this was the original intention, was it was a time for the church as a whole to kind of pause, hit the pause button, and, and focus our attention on what it means, on everything that it means that Jesus came to us. And so um, that's, that's essentially what the Advent season is for. And what that looks like is, um, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that the church has chosen to celebrate the Advent season, the season of Jesus is coming. So why, as a church here at LBC, um, I mean, you've given us a good explanation, I think, why we should recognize or celebrate that. But why do we, why do, we do that here at LBC? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. We do that here at LBC because, um, well... Advent and the church celebrating Advent really was instituted because we recognize that we tend to forget things. I don't know if you find that to be true, Chris. Yes, very um, much so. We tend to forget um, all throughout history, all through the Bible. God's people always forget. It's it's human nature to forget what God has done for us. And so it's important for any church, for every church and every believer to, like I said, hit that pause button in life and turn our attention to something greater than ourselves, to turn our attention to the fact that Jesus Christ came to us, that God condescended to us. That is something nobody else can boast about. That is something that the world never expected. And yet, um, you okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Kristen was choking over here. <laughs> I was trying to drink my coffee without anybody hearing me. <laughs> um, you know, that, that the fact that God came down to us is monumental. And so for us here at LBC, we too are a forgetful people. I'm a forgetful person. And so are you. And yep. so are you. And if you're listening, so are you. Um, <laughs> we will, we can tend to, you know, forget the, the, the grand scope and the glory of what God has done for us. And so for us as a church, it's really important for us to, hit pause and to prepare our hearts to celebrate the fact that we serve and worship a God who um, never calls us to come up to him because we, he knows that we can't measure up to that, um, that we can never be righteous enough to come up to him. But instead he came to us in love. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, one of the most beautiful stories I think in all of history is the fact that we serve a God who loved us enough to come down to us, mm-hmm. enter into his own creation, become nothing in order to redeem us and to save us and to bring us back to himself. Mm. Um, so it's a great and grand and glorious story that needs to be rehearsed every year 
because we forget. And so um, this is a a great time for us to prepare our hearts and to celebrate that truth together as a church. Yep. And if some of you who are listening are are new to our church, um, how we do that is typically through December. Each Sunday we are celebrating an, an aspect of Advent. And um, in addition to that, what we hope that that is a springboard for is that we then take it home yeah. and we continue that discussion with our families at home um, versus just the, the one Sunday a week, even though it'd be awesome if you're here every Sunday at church. <laughs> uh, that's it's a great starting point. Um, and that's what we're going to shift gears into next. And that's why John and Kristen are here is to talk about um, why is it important for us to participate, celebrate, remember Advent at home? Yeah. Um, I know for us, I have this visual calendar kind of in my head and I can almost see what December can look like and how overwhelming it can feel in the midst of the shopping, the events, the cookie decorating party, the recitals, all of the things that have the intention of bringing us back to what we're celebrating. You know, the recitals are there to, to celebrate and to perform. And, you know, the cookie decorating is to stop and just enjoy time with family and friends and all of those things have good intentions, but it busies up our life to the point that our focus is so distracted. We're so all over the map. And I think even true of social media, how it can almost, um, reflect that in our homes as well of comparison of what people are doing and how they're doing it and how overwhelming even that can feel for a family to go, we haven't even put our tree up yet. You know, like (laughs) we are not caught up. We can't keep up with what the expectations are. Um, And so I think the beauty of the fact that we have the Holy Spirit and that that's our commonality, but then God gives us the creativity as a family to do things differently is okay. And I think we need to embrace that. Mm -hmm. I think we need to look at, okay, that looked really good for that family, but our family is going to do things a little differently. Mm -hmm. And so I think our intention even coming today has to do with like the freedom of what Advent can look like in your family that it doesn't have to look the way we do it, doesn't have to look like the way the family does it on Instagram. It can be different for your family based on your family's needs and where they're at. So embracing that is a huge part of it, of just quieting your home and having moments to reflect and having moments together to celebrate what Advent is. Yeah, if you're, yeah, yeah, to piggyback on that, if you're not careful, and we all understand this, um, if you're not intentional about it, the Christmas season will come and go. Right. And it's gone. Right. And we joke about how stressful it is and we joke about how much money we spent. And, right. You know, how, maybe even how little the kids cared about their presence, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of that kind of stuff. It, it'll it'll just come and go if we're not careful. Um, and we've potentially then missed out. We have the potential to miss out on something really great for our children to be able to hear such a glorious and wondrous story. Um, this, the most important story that has ever been told. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, to, and to go along with that, it is the responsibility of the parents to train children, to train their children. We've been given our children as a gift from God. We've been entrusted with this gift for the purpose of training them, of raising them up and of helping them to come to know God and the joy of being known by God. Mm-hmm. And so, 
what greater story is there for our children to know than the story of Jesus's advent, Jesus coming to us? Um, something that's gotten lost, we've talked about this briefly on, on former podcasts, but you know what's become lost in our generation and culture is the idea of family worship, that this is meant to be done in the home. Jonathan Edwards, um, Jonathan Edwards famously said that every Christian family ought to be, as it were, a little church. That was the understanding of the church, you know, going back a hundred years and prior. Mm-hmm. That was the understanding was that every home operates as its own church planted within their neighborhood, within their community, mm-hmm. um, with the parents as the head of the home and specifically fathers acting in the pastoral priestly role over their families and children being the congregation, so to speak, mm-hmm. of growing and learning, not just on Sunday mornings, but growing and learning about who God is and what he's done daily, every day. And so when we enter the Advent season, that should just be a continuation, should be just a continuation of what we've hopefully been doing all year long. Unfortunately, that's just gotten really lost mm-hmm. in our culture, that idea that our homes are churches mm-hmm. and we are to worship within those churches, within our, within our homes, with our kids or, or our spouse, um, or anybody who happens to be in our home. Right. So I love that you've brought that up, that they are little churches. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good motivation for those of us who may be struggling to try to initiate that at the home. And I know, especially men in particular, um, if you, if you haven't been in the habit of doing that, it's, it's awkward and it's, it's, it feels Mm -hmm. weird and almost, uh, forced or fake if you try to start, but, uh, that's probably natural that you would feel that way, but, um, you just got to keep going. That's, God's given us everything we need to, to do that well. And it is a constant Mm -hmm. struggle. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I struggle with it. I struggle to get it going. I can go long periods without ever cracking open the Bible in front of my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and when circumstances are good, I can kind of rationalize things away like that. Um, but the fact is, is that we're given a mandate mm-hmm. and it's up to us. We'll have to give an account before God right. someday. And so, um, yeah, you know, if we if we started treating our homes as just that little churches and we're given a little congregation, literally a little congregation <laughs> yeah. and, in some of our cases, um, that should change and affect, you know, the, the fact that, man, we're, we're coming up on the Advent season. What can we do mm. to help our kids grasp the glory of Christmas or what can I do to help my spouse? If you're an empty nester or you're elderly or you're a new couple, what can I do to help my spouse or my roommate or (laughs) whoever Mm -hmm. is within your home or your scope of influence? What can I do to help other people grab, really grab a hold of the glory of the story of Christmas? It's a good stuff, John. Thank you. And so specifically John and Kristen, what, what does that look like for you in your home Walk us through maybe even things you've tried, things that work well for you. Um, you have four kiddos in your family, and I and I know just based on our discussion, they all learn probably differently, mm-hmm. um, respond, process differently. Um, so it's a good thing that we we have you here because I think you've got a lot of experience in that. So give us a little window into your home, uh, Advent season. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of wins and losses, I would say, you <laughs> yeah. know, of really great intentions mm-hmm. and then really um, little follow through at some, you know, at some Sometimes, point. Yeah. So um, 
I, you know, we always want to try to ahead of time prepare ourselves for what, what are we planning to do? What does this look like moving forward? Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes we just get so overwhelmed with the the day to day that we're like, oh, wait, we didn't, you know, we didn't do it tonight or, you know, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, so we have attempted quite a few. I, I have a heart for traditions and I desire to have consistency in the home. Um, but also I'm learning to give myself tons of grace that it's just sometimes um, not always going to happen that year mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, but one thing that we do really love to do is the Jesus Storybook Bible um, Advent. And because we already have that Bible, they have a uh, a rundown, a daily read that you can open up um, with your children and kind of discuss and that's easy for us to just kind of grab it. It's on the coffee table, mm-hmm. read it before bed, pray together, discuss. Um, and that's been a really helpful tool for us. But um, yeah, we've just tried to make some really fun traditions happen as well. Um, do you want me to talk about that one in particular that we were discussing earlier? Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, not to do a little teaser, but um, yeah, so we... <laughs> We have done in the past, which came from a, a really good friend of ours back in Ventura, and we just gravitated to it because we love the idea that Advent is also about Jesus coming for people, and he is the greatest gift, and he came to serve and to love. And so we had a friend in Ventura who told us about an idea of, they called it Ninja Santa, and we would... um find a family that was just either going through a really hard season in life, maybe financially or maybe just emotionally and spiritually. And we would pick a family and then we would do the 12 days of Christmas kind of as a drop off every night. And so we have a little readout, a little printout that we do every night and then a little gift that we give for that readout. Um, And we leave it at their door and then we ding dong ditch and we just take off. And so the whole point is they never know who we are. Um, And it's so, so fun because then it's this fight in the car of who gets to ding dong ditch, who gets to put it in the stocking tonight and and run. Um, But the kids are so excited because it is. It's ding dong ditching for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's it's a lot more organized. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the first night we drop off. Just basically, and the whole thing is in a poem form, like mm-hmm. the 12 days of Christmas, but obviously the words are changed. And so the whole thing starts off by saying, by dropping off a stocking with a, with a note in it saying, essentially, leave this leave this stocking outside every night and don't attempt to try to catch us. Mm. And so, um, yeah, if you do, for 12 straight days, lost. we're dropping off all kinds of goodies, you know, um, pertaining to each of the 12 days of Christmas. And they're silly and there's nothing yeah. crazy expensive. And, no. you know, like we, we know ahead of time kind of what to get. But by the time Christmas comes, yeah, they've got a lot of food and fun things for the, their kiddos or whatever. That is just so much fun. And it, it, it hopefully shows our kids. And I think our boys got, got the point that, um, Jesus came to bless us. He came as a blessing, the ble- the one true blessing from heaven. And we also, um, should be following suit. We should be looking outwardly, not inwardly. Um, just like Jesus looked outwardly, he didn't look to himself. He considered he did not consider his godhood something to be held on to, but he set it aside. Not that he ceased to be God, but you know he 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 set his rights aside in order to enter into creation and humble himself. And we can do the same thing. Um, the Ninja Santa thing that Kristen brought in was just so awesome because it did it communicated that to our kids, but in a fun way, um, because what kid doesn't want to sneak around in somebody's front yard, mm-hmm. 
put something in a stocking, ring the doorbell, and run like heck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes we wouldn't ring it because so. we could hear them really close to the door. And we're like, nope, <laughs> we're just going to have to see if they get it eventually. Yeah. So it's just a fun Christmas tradition that, uh, yeah, you know, is and I think teaching our kids to look outward. A part of it, too, is it's a sacrifice. Like 12 nights, we have to consistently be in someone's mm-hmm. door. And so there were nights where we were at a Christmas party, and then we realized we haven't gone over there yet. And so sometimes it's 10 or 11 o'clock at night and we're running over there really quick to do it because you can't not just skip a day. You know, you've told these people that that's what you were going to do. And so I think that was also something that was really important to show the kids is like, this is a consistent like sacrifice that we're kind of giving up our time and our resources a little bit. And, and being a blessing to somebody is sometimes a a sacrifice. So Mm. I think that was um, good for us, even Mm -hmm. as parents to be like, Oh man, like what did we get ourselves into? But like, also this (laughs) is stick to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stick to it. And so I think even if we looked at even just our time of getting in the word and reading the advent and stuff at the, with that same intention, I think Mm -hmm. we would probably follow through a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And similarly to what we do in service with Advent candles, which is a little more traditional celebration of Advent, um, you can do that same thing at home. I mean, it, it's so easy to just Google. I mean, I, I know Gospel Coalition has it. Um, it's so easy to just Google Advent readings um, mm. and to once a week light the Advent candles with your family, read the scriptures that go along with it, to talk about the different aspects of that with your kids or your spouse. I mean, again, this isn't just for kids. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, if, if, if you're an empty nester, it's still you together and you are responsible in your marriage to make one another holy, to continually point one another to Jesus. And this is a great way to celebrate that together as well. So, um, you know, traditional Advent candles is another way, but you know, the whole thing with Ninja Santa and with Advent candles and even here at LBC with Joy of Giving is, um, I would just encourage the parents out there to just think about the different aspects of what is revealed about God, what is revealed about Jesus at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. What do we know about God? Well, we know He loves us because He sent His Son. Um, we know He's that He humbled Himself, and so we should humble ourselves. We we know that He came to us even when we weren't loving or sinful, and so we need to be that way towards one another as well. And so. Um, there's so many things there that, that really, you know, the Advent season within your family comes with a ton of freedom Mm -hmm. for creativity. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ideas out there, but a ton of freedom and creativity where really what we're trying to do is we're trying to equip our kids to see God Mm. as he has revealed himself Mm. by his coming at Christmas time. And so anything that puts the emphasis on that is good. That's why we love here at LBC joy of giving. Mm. What a great, great thing to get your children especially to sacrifice a part of their Christmas morning, which is hallowed ground mm-hmm. to every kid mm-hmm. um, that they've been waiting 365 days for, to give a part of that up, to come to gather with God's people, to go out and bless somebody else mm-hmm. who doesn't have anybody. Um, that preaches. That preaches to your children. right? And they may kick and scream the whole way, but... Come on, you're the parent. You know what's best. They need to learn this. Mm-hmm. And so take advan- taking advantage of, you know, the different opportunities that are presented to you as well. Go serve together as a family at the mission on a Tuesday night. Go serve together somehow in the community because that's what our God did. That's what Christmas teaches us is this is the nature of our God. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to the lowly and to the least of these, and so, so should we. Yeah. So. so I love that you shared like two aspects of the Advent season. One, there's that element of the 
the teaching we're going to get in scripture. Mm -hmm. We're going to discuss and talk about it. And then there's the, the practical is not the right word, but we're going to go out and demonstrate this. Mm -hmm. and yeah. We're going to practice this. Yeah. Um, and it's different it's from great. what the world teaches you. Right. I mean, this is the time of year where we all kind of get all lovey dovey. The whole world does this, right? It's the Christmas season. So this is like the one month out of the year. We're going to be nice to each other. I, I, I don't know where that comes from, but mm -hmm. like, you know, suddenly we're all civil during the Christmas season and, that's a nice sentiment, I guess, for the world. But for us, look at the message we're given to preach. Look at the story that we're celebrating. Mm -hmm. This goes far and above just being nice to each other. Mm -hmm. This has a much deeper, much deeper uh, connotation. This, is, this goes way deeper than just being kind and nice to each other. This is teaching our children about the nature of God mm -hmm. as he's revealed himself through Jesus. Right. So. Right. So great. Thank you for sharing uh, a window in your home. Thank you for sharing about Ninja Santa. <laughs> <laughs> we always and we always dreamed of making black Santa hats oh with yeah. masks. Yeah. And then like, Just getting real into getting it. Real. <laughs> and now we've kind of given it away. So if there's anybody listening and then they end up being like the recipient of that, like, ooh, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Hopefully somebody's listening. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So this is good. So now we have a pretty good understanding of Advent. And its importance in remembering and celebrating what Christ has done for us. If you're like me, if you're like us around this table, um, we need help leading our families mm -hmm. during this time. That's the beauty of being a part of a church um, and fellowshipping and, and hearing stories of what families are doing and what's worked well, what's not working well. And um, so I think from what we discussed, we understand the importance of celebrating Advent. So there are two main reasons why we may not prioritize the time to do this in our homes. And the first may be that you are extremely busy, like Kristen touched on during the Christmas season. And I know we all are. Um, I know my family is. Um, it's Christmas parties. It's celebrating with other family members. It's the recitals. It's the, you can keep going down the list. And sometimes it's even church activities too. Mm -hmm. um, but I would encourage all of us, um, some of you may be good at scheduling a calendar of family events, but I, I would encourage you like now um, look ahead in December and yeah. map out times in the evening where maybe we're going to, you're going to be in the word with the kids. And maybe if you're planning on doing something like Ninja Santa, um, schedule that out and block that out in your calendar and protect that time mm -hmm. with your family. So one of it usually is it's, it's a prioritization thing. The other one is, um, you just may not know what to do. Mm -hmm. And, we have lots of resources. John's mentioned um, a one already uh, in our discussion, but we want to just give you some examples of resources that you can use to, if, if you're a dad in a family, like I've been in the past, or like, I don't know what to do. Well, I'll just get a book and just read the book, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just let the book help me lead my family. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. That's totally okay. Do something. Yes. Do, you're doing something instead of uh, making an excuse and not doing anything. I call that paralysis from analysis. So my encouragement <laughs> is let, let's not do that this season. Let's, let's redeem it. Let's make it about uh, leading our family. So John, I know you, you've got a, a stack of some books here with us. Um, why don't you talk through some of those resources? Of I love it. Yeah. Well, one of them that I want to talk about real quick is called Behold the Lamb of God by Russ Ramsey. And this is one that I put in the hands of my uh, worship team, actually, when I first came here for the first Advent season that we had, because uh, Russ Ramsey is um, a pastor, he's a writer, he's a phenomenal writer, 
Um, he's very educated in um, church history and history in general as well. And so he's kind of coupled his knowledge of, of biblical church history um, with his knowledge of the word and his ability to write really well. Mm. And uh, what he's done in Behold the Lamb is he's basically written out 25 chapters of kind of giving uh, a narrative view of the Bible. And then he broke it up into 25 chapters on purpose so that you read one a day. Mm-hmm. And each chapter is pointing towards the coming of the Messiah, Jesus. And in, and in each one, he basically just takes um, a narrative out of Scripture, and he rewrites it uh, kind of in a, like a novel. He, re, he rewrites the story, um, staying true to history and staying true to the Word of God, but uh, all of it with that angle of what is this saying about the coming Messiah and building that anticipation, which is what we want to do during the Advent season. We want to build that anticipation for the coming Messiah so that when Christmas comes, we are stoked. <laughs> We're actually mm-hmm. celebrating together. The goodness of what God did. And so Behold the Lamb of God by Russ Ramsey is a fun read. And I would encourage this for anyone who's just struggling to understand Christmas or the weight of or the glory of Christmas. This is a great book to read. It's a fun book to read. Um, it's more for the adults, I think. Um, so if you, if you maybe don't have kids in the home, this is a great read just between a couple or just for yourself. Um, or if you want to you know grasp that inspiration while you're you know, doing other Advent things with your kids. I would just encourage dads and moms, pick it up and read it for yourself. Just read a short chapter a day. Uh, it's 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 a really good book. I, I highly recommend well, it. Well, and I think that's important too is sometimes, if, especially if you're in a family, you can focus so much on making sure that the kids get it, you know, mm-hmm. that we don't spend enough time in our own mm-hmm. quiet time and in our own reflection of just being yeah. able to process We, we need too. to be in awe as so, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're single, if you're, you know, just <laughs> wanting to kind of reflect mm-hmm. and have your own time to quiet your heart and prepare for Advent. That's huge. And then similarly to, to go along with this, uh, Andrew Peterson, who is my all-time favorite Christian recording artist. If you're not listening to Andrew Peterson, church, listen to Andrew Peterson. <laughs> go check out his songs. Uh, wow, he is such an amazing songwriter. But he wrote an entire album off of to pair with this book as well. Mm. And it's phenomenal. He even took Matthew's genealogy and put it to song, almost like a dare, and he did it. Wow. He's, he's, he's an amazing writer, but um, check out that album, Behold the Lamb of God by Andrew Peterson. That's, that'll also help prep your heart and your mind as you enter into the Christmas season. Yeah, and one that we have not purchased, we actually want to just maybe take a look at it this year and maybe give a review later on on it. But um, I've heard about it. We've got tons of friends that are... Um, raving about it and stuff is the Ann Voss Camp, The Wonder of the Greatest Gift. It's an interactive family celebration of the Advent. So it's it's a book and it's also got these little ornaments that you take out each day and kind of hang on this little tree that it provides. So mm-hmm. it looks really fun. Um, we can't like totally endorse it just because we've personally not experienced it, but I would definitely say that might be a, a great option for a family that just kind of wants to do something a little more interactive for the little ones. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you don't have the Jesus Storybook Bible yet, everybody needs to go buy the Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, Yes, it's written for kids, but I have benefited so much. You've preached sermons with those. Well, hold on. I did not preach a sermon out of the Jesus (laughs) Storybook Bible. You used it. You used it as a supplement because of the wording. Yes. Yes. 
My bad. I don't know if Pastor Eric's listening to this. We can edit okay. that part. Out. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I did not preach from this. There's a story about the Bible, but yes, I have used it in a sermon before. But um, I encourage every adult, even, to pick up this book and read it. It is such a great, especially if you're new to the faith. It is a great understanding of how the Bible is meant to be read. Um, the pictures are beautiful. Um, it's it's well written on top of just grasping the theology and really good bibliology. Like everything's there. It is a great storytelling tool, great for children um, and for adults as well. Um, but what they've done, uh, and we can supply a link somewhere, I think, to this, but if even if you just Google the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent Guide, it's totally free. And what they've done is they've created this nice little packet that you can download and print out or just keep it on your computer. It's got coloring pages. It's got activities for kids. But more than that, it's broken down into into 24 days, um, you know, uh, basically just a reading plan through the Jesus Storybook Bible. And what it's going to do is it's going to walk, you know, you and your family through the entire story of the Bible leading up to Jesus. Mm-hmm. What I love about the Jesus Storybook Bible the most is that each uh, at each point in the Jesus Storybook Bible, at each story, it kind of is always pointing to the the Messiah who is to come, which is how we're supposed to read the Bible. Yeah, always looking ahead to our rescuer, Jesus Christ. Every story whispers his name. I think yeah. Is what they say. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the tagline on it. So um, if you just Google the Advent guide, it'll take you through a reading every single day to do together as a family. And they even have little ornaments to cut out that pertain to each day's reading. Um, just lots of really great free resources there. Um, that's easy. You don't have to plan a lot. Mm. Just open it up and read what it tells you to read for that day and talk about it. Yeah. 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 That's good. And then the other one that we, we purchased last year from our church actually was, um, prepare him room. Mm -hmm. I know Chris was selling these last year and these are another great resource. If your kids like to, to build and craft things to just kind of make things come alive. There's music in it, how to pray, what to sing together, what to discuss. I mean, it really breaks everything down. Um, and it's one of those that I would say purchase at, as soon as possible, just because there are supplies that you want to get ahead mm-hmm. of time to just kind of get ready. But one of them is building your own Advent wreath, which I thought was really great because we fun. personally didn't have one as a family until this book. And so mm-hmm. that's another great thing of sometimes the idea of like reading every single day can feel really overwhelming and like, how are we going to fit that in? But I also love the idea of just making that a once a week event as a mm-hmm. family of getting in the word, lighting the candle, all those things. But this this book is called Prepare Him Room, and it was a really fabulous resource for our family. Yeah, and I believe that that book also has a, there's a, a like a soundtrack that goes with it. Bob yeah. Coffin, Coughlin yes. wrote it. And we love Bob Coughlin. Yes, mm. it's a, it's, if you're not listening to Sovereign Grace music, I'm going to just throw in music <laughs> plugs today. Good. If you're not listening to Sovereign Grace music, Bob Coughlin, um, listen to them as well. They got great Christmas albums. Yeah, so there you go. Go modify your Spotify playlist for Christmas, <laughs> your Apple music playlists, um, and put those things on repeat. So excellent. Um, and one final thing I wanted to, to talk about, um, we talked about Advent. We talk, we've been talking about leading our families at home. And I would encourage you, if, if you're not doing something like family worship at home, use the Advent season to springboard into that Yeah, and uh, continue that on for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, it's so important that we do that. We have a very limited amount of time with our kids to train them up and get them prepared to go into the world. Um, and this is how we do it. You got to protect that time at home 
and be diligent to teach. Your home is a church. Yes, and it I love that. It is a little church. I love that. Yeah. Um, and the one final resource that I want to just uh, throw out there is, and I, we've, I, I talk about it in my emails to the parents every week. There's a link. Um, but our curriculum that we're currently using in Sunday school has a great family devotional to go with it. Um, if you're not doing anything and you need some help with that, let that be used as a springboard. Um, and some of the, some of the lessons may be a little heady if you have younger kiddos, um, but just the fact that you're you're getting into the word together, you're giving them an opportunity to ask questions, yeah. you're praying together, and then uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago and and singing a worship song or two together. That's really it looks like it looks literally like church. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing at home, and it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, but that's really how simple it is. Um, to do at home. So we have copies of those. We have copies of prepare him room. I think I have 14 copies um, of that currently. Um, and we'll sell those for $5. If you try to buy that on Amazon, it's 1299. So what a steal. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm going to so. be ashamed if we don't sell out of those. <laughs> yeah. Love a good deal at Christmas time. <laughs> yes. So take advantage of that. That's Kristen's NPR voice. Mm, $5. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we've had a lot of fun I today, guys. I appreciate you all being day. with me. Yeah. <laughs> so God has set up multiple ways for us to remember, and I love that you brought that up earlier, John, that we are a forgetful people, and it's by God's grace and his mercy that he set things up for us to remember because he knows that we forget. Um, and we think about baptism. We think about the Lord's Supper. Old Testament, you think about the Passover. Those are all designed to remember That's what right. he has done for us. And so like those, we we celebrate Advent to remember, to celebrate, to be more in awe of him. Um, because we forget, we need to be reminded. And so, John, Kristen, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for being having us. Being with me, I mean. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing your family wisdom and... Uh, a little bit of your background, how yeah. you met. That was really sweet. <laughs> I love it. I wish it ended there, but you know, it ended there. Yeah. But that's the beauty of what God does in our lives. Right? Truth. That's right. Yeah. But uh, you two are, are a blessing to Heather and I and my family. Um, John, you've been a, a huge encouragement when we when I was on the worship team. Um, and just, you really helped me kickstart just the idea of family devotions and worship in my home. So um, you guys are a blessing to our church too. So thank you. Glad to call you two friends. Yeah. So to everybody who's listening to this episode, have a blessed week and Advent season with your family. You've been listening to the LBC podcast, a podcast of Laurel Glen Bible Church in Bakersfield, California. If you liked listening to the podcast, please share with a friend and hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all new podcasts. Thank you for listening and God bless you. We'll see you next time.